This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Rudy Giuliani. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani, and I am broadcasting to you from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm looking down at the Gerald R. Ford Presidential Museum. And there was a fine gentleman and a great American and a great patriot. He is the first president that I worked, I ultimately worked for him. I really worked for the Attorney General in that case, Attorney General Levy. But it's the first administration I worked in. It's the first president I met personally. And I remember exactly where at the FBI building opening the new opening of the FBI building. And I was very impressed with how big he was. Of course, he was a football player, and I saw him on television many times. I even saw him, I think, at a convention with, you know, where he spoke, but I was 100 miles away. But seeing him in person, I was extremely impressed. And uh, it was a short period of time that we worked there, about a year and a half, and then Carter won. I left. I came back under Reagan. And uh, I've been in that museum. It's a very, very fine museum, and I recommend it highly. And uh, Grand Rapids, I'm sitting in a like corner room, and I'm looking out at the river, and it looks lovely. It looks just lovely. This is it's always nice coming here. It's the heart of America. There's going to be a Republican convention tomorrow. We'll see how all the Republicans in Michigan are doing. Uh, first, let me start with... I guess the thing that dominates the headlines in New York, and that is the very, very uh, horrible, terrible murder of Orsova Gale. Uh, she was a um, married woman, seemed like a, I believe a stay-at-home, a stay-at-home mom, two two boys. Uh, seemed seemed from the outside like everything was just fine. I guess a few years ago. She started to have an affair with this ha handyman who turns out to be uh, like, out of a, like out of a horror movie. You know, one of, those, one of those people that returns and the hand comes up three times after you've killed it three times. He looks like he's out of a horror movie. His name is David Benola. He's from Mexico. David Benola. And uh, there's a history that he has of harassing uh, young women who work at coffee shops, the bar young baristas, uh, harassing them to the point of really they're calling the police uh, any number of times, although he's never been arrested. But she broke up with him, and somehow he returned on Saturday night. She had just come back from going out with her friends to a play. Uh, she, either he, either he opened the door with a key that he had or he knew where it was or she let him in, and uh, then we don't know what happens, except the end result is he's carrying her out in a, um, in a hockey bag, stuffed in it, dead, drops her off a few blocks from his house, her house, his house, and then uh, the body is discovered. 
and then he's um, caught by the best police department in the world. Now, the strange thing is he confessed. He confessed without a lawyer, apparently with full knowledge that he was incriminating himself. Cold. It sounds like cold as ice. And then uh, as soon as he finished his confession, he wanted a bagel, uh, ate a bagel. So I think we've got a, a sociopath here, don't we? Uh, by the way, that doesn't mean he doesn't get away with the... Uh, they say it sounds like it was a... You know, it was sort of a man, uh, not a manslaughter, but a, not necessarily a premeditated murder, that he didn't come there with the intent to murder her. Uh, you know, you can have a premeditated murder without going there with the intent to murder her. The, 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 the confusion, I don't know. I don't know what law schools modern prosecutors go to, by the way. But you can develop premeditation in two seconds. Right before the murder. You don't have to be sitting there thinking about it for five weeks. If he made the decision to kill her, then that's premeditated murder. I mean, it sounds like this guy, we should be rid of him for good. Just, got, goodbye, we don't need you around. We don't need you harassing, harassing baristas, female baristas, but we sure as heck don't need you popping off and killing somebody because you're jealous and then going ahead and threatening the whole family. Well, that's on the uh, local scene. On the national scene, DeSantis is, I don't know, if this were a boxing match, it's DeSantis won the first six rounds with two, two more to go in an eight-round championship fight. That's what I say. Boy, he really knocked Disney on the ass. Woo! So what, I mean, DeSantis is defending... Protecting five, six, and seven-year-olds from being taught sex by the state in some cookie-cutter fashion. And that that should be left to the parents. And it shouldn't be done. It certainly shouldn't be done with the consent of the parents and supervision of the parents. Well, so he's standing up for Article 26 or 28. My son will remember it because he and I researched it a couple of weeks ago because his position on on parents' rights is very, very... He works with a lot of the parents' rights groups running for governor, and his position on parents' rights is very, very strong. And I happen to remember, it's a human right. Where have the liberals gone? The United Nations Charter on Human Rights gives parents a human right to control, to run, to supervise, to be the final arbiter of the education of their children. Who else should be? Commissar somebody? That's the choice. Either the parents or the commissar gets to decide it. In America, the land of the free and the home of the brave, the land of the free, parents make that decision for minor children. The commissar doesn't. I mean, we, we, have, this, we have this case, this lawsuit going on now. Where the, where the school began hormone therapy without telling the parents because they decided the parents were anti-transgender. No, maybe they're anti-making some kind of a conclusive decision about a child's sexuality at an early age when the child may change their mind four times. Maybe they know the child better than the commissar. They wouldn't be fighting this lawsuit if they didn't love the child. 
When did we all of a sudden come to the notion that the rule should be the parents don't know anything about their children and don't love them? Because there are some examples of parents who don't know anything about their children and don't love them. But that isn't the norm. That isn't the norm in any community. And the idea that that's the case in minority communities is positively racist. They're some of the finest parents you're going to find because they worry about their children so much. I found when I engaged uh, a parents in decisions for their children, they made great decisions for their children. When we made scholarships available to private or parochial schools, 100,000, 150,000. There are 58,000 now who have their children on charter school lists. That's a parent taking responsibility for the kid and saying, I am unhappy with the lousy education you are giving my child in the public school system. Now they don't have to worry just about education. They got to worry about their children being brainwashed sexually, politically, socially, uh, set up antagonism with the parents, with the social structure, and, and taught to hate America. Maybe I don't want my kid to be taught to hate America. I should have the right to make that decision. In fact, nobody should be taught to hate America. That's totally crazy. Well, DeSantis is winning this battle big time, big time. It's not even close. He's, 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 um, so let's listen to, um, let's listen to, let's listen to first cut number seven. All the credit goes after the detectives out there who are pounding the pavement. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of high profile, extensive media cases just recently. And time and time again, they come through making that arrest real quick and, uh, you know, maybe calming the city's fears. Well, I think I made a mistake on that. That was the one I should have used earlier. That's the one of uh, d- uh, regarding the arrest of Benola and uh, how quickly they did it. And, and, it, and, and I'm glad they, you played it because I do want to make the point, as I did earlier, uh, when we're talking about how, how are the police faring and how are they doing, the, murder, uh, the, the crime rates, the murder rates, they're all still bad, and Adams hasn't turned them around yet, but we're hoping he will. But um, they're, they're getting these big ones quick. I don't know how important you realize that is. When you get it, when you get a, a murder like a guy breaks into a house and murders, even if it's his girlfriend, or you have that uh, horrible racist shooting that took place where the guy was involved in a display of, um, white, of hatred of white people, uh, catching these people right away is important because it calms down, calms down the fear in the city, even if you're not going to be necessarily the, um, the, the, the person who's hit by it, you're going to end up, you're going to end up uh, uh, being, afra- being afraid of it. It just raises the level of fear. But let's listen to Ron DeSantis on the Disney tax plan. There's elections coming up. As soon as we get by those elections, these lo- people that are inclined to lock down policies, they will absolutely try to do it again. They will absolutely do it. So the only way to be sure that it doesn't happen again is to not elect anybody who embraces those policies. And I can tell you in Florida, you know, with me in this chair, your freedoms are protected. Uh, I'm telling you, he's (laughs) – I don't know who they think they're appealing to uh, with the idea that your five-year-old can be asked, do you think you're a boy? Are you sure you're a boy? 
Now, why exactly do you think you're a boy? Where, where, where does that come from? Karl Marx, that's where it comes from. Black Lives Matter, that's where it comes from. And let's hear from the great lawyer, I think you know him from Fox, Leo Terrell. Disney free speech is out there, out in the open. They lied about this bill. This was a parental right bill. The mouse has been caught. And therefore, the Florida state legislature has the right to grant this legislation to strike away to, to strike away their special privileges. Let's be very clear. Ron DeSantis and the Florida state legislature, they have a backbone. And they're basically sending a message to all these woke corporations that you cannot dictate policy to the people of Florida. I am very, very proud of the state of Florida because they are basically sending a signal to all these corporations. And Jen Psaki, those crocodile tears, just absolutely lying about the nature of this bill. Little red lion hood, little red lion hood. We ain't gonna have around no more. You know why? Because nobody watches, what's what she going to, MSNBC? <laughs> who, who, her father and mother will watch it. Biden will watch it, but he won't remember it. They just say, tonight um, I heard the news, Jill. Um, I think I know that girl. I think she was with me in the Senate. I think. Well, we got plenty more coming up as we get ready for the weekend. Eric Adams and uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, Joe Biden and uh, Stumble Bumble Dumble. Hmm. Plenty more to go. And Bernie Sanders wants to run again. We're going to analyze that. We're going to analyze that. But you come right back and we'll get into that and then we'll get to the mayor's final thoughts. Rudy Giuliani. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Rudy Giuliani, back with you from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And uh, here I am across the way from a uh, presidential library of a president who served us during a very difficult period. It was a transition period. It was after Watergate. It was after the Nixon scandals. And uh, he had to calm the country down and give it stability. And, and uh, he did. He lost re-election by a very narrow margin to Jimmy Carter. Uh, could have easily gone the other way. It was a state or two. And um, I think, all in all, it was a short presidency, but an honorable one. One that he, to the day he died, and he lived a long time playing golf, and uh, I think he was proud of it. And I think people who work with him were proud of it. I was proud of having worked with him for a brief period. But I, I, I now say to myself, having met um, President Ford, and then having met every president since him, and um, I, I met Nixon after, before he was president. 
Um, I don't. I, I don't understand how we tolerate the man in the White House, and I understand how bad Ka- Kamala Harris can be, but I think there's a a law we have to follow. I think. I think the Constitution, Constitution Amendment tells us when a president is incapable of carrying out the office, he should not be allowed to carry it out. However bad Harris can be, she does seem to be of sound mind. Maybe not a very strong intellectual sound mind. Maybe not a very sensible person. But there is a difference between that and being... um, biologically impaired. Now, this is, I mean, if I ever played for you all the times, this last one probably isn't even the most serious. It's just, he can't keep anything straight. This is about um, Title 42. Is it going to be extended? Isn't it going to be extended? Because if it's not going to be extended, we got... um, We've got uh, about eighteen to 20,000 more people coming in uh, to make the record an even bigger record for the number of people who come in illegally. And, uh, and then if we get those 18,000 we apprehend who come in, another 18,000 will come in unapprehended, and um, the fentanyl deaths are going to go up even more. It was a record last year. Uh, a, lot of ba- a lot of bad, bad things are going to happen to cities that are now falling apart, and people are going to suffer horribly because this idiot at the Democratic convention asked them to surge to the border and told them they would get health care, welfare, and become citizens. So let's listen to this latest bumbling from a uh, impaired uh, intellect, Joe Biden. Be cut 14. On Title 42, sir, are you considering delaying lifting Title 42? No, what I'm considering is continuing to hear from my, uh, my, uh, first of all, there's going to be an appeal by the Justice Department, because as a matter of principle, we want to be able to be in a position where if, in fact, it is strongly concluded by the scientists that we need Title 42, that we'd be able to do that. But there has been no decision on extending Title 42. What, what does that mean? What does it mean? He's gonna, he's going to, he's gonna appeal it, but he hasn't made a decision whether to extend it. That what he, that he's, he's really talking about the mask mandate that he's appealing. It does. They don't. They do come out, and. Um, corrective form because he doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, this is the guy who uh, really talked Ukraine into war. We're constantly saying we, 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 no troops, no troops, no troops. We're so scared of using troops. And anything that gets you to think about nuclear war, Vladimir, Vladimir we won't do it. No, no, no fly zone. We won't back up the MiGs. You know, we'll give you a pretty much easy time. And we'll deliver stuff to Ukraine but we'll deliver it slowly. There's a poll that came out today that says that 54% of Americans think he's not been tough enough on Russia. I don't know. This American thinks he caused it um, by his bumbling around. And, of course, Putin's going to take care of a guy who's as mentally deteriorated as this. 
so he said that Russia might face fewer penalties if it's just a small invasion. You realize how stupid that is? Now, this is the guy who gave it away background airbase, 400 miles from China. Well, I think that was bought and paid for. And if you go to my podcast this week, you can make your own conclusion about that. Basically, what I do is uh, talk, uh, demonstrate the amount of money we can now count that went into the Biden crime family with 50% and more going to Joe, all now clearly demonstrated by the podcast, and I show you that. And, but then I ask you the question, does that explain the fact that he has not made one single decision contrary to China yet, including some that are disastrously against, disastrously against the best interest of the United States? And the Bagram Air Base is the one that just, an air base 400 miles from China, and we give it away? You had to be paid off for that. You had to be. Or maybe Sanal even back then, you don't know what 400 miles means. And then, then he ended up in uh, telling, telling uh, our soldiers that they were going to be, um, that they were, what, what they were going to see in uh, Ukraine when you're there, as if they were going to be there the next day, creating tremendous confusion that we were going to finally invade. That had to be walked back very embarrassingly by the military. And our uh, commanding officers that were there present for it ha had to witness the fact that their commander-in-chief is suffering from a serious form of dementia. It's got to be very comforting when you're right on this point of the spear and the boss is basically non-compass menace. He did say he was going to respond in kind with chemical weapons if they use chemical weapons in Ukraine, which really meant he was going to intervene in Ukraine when he's been saying for weeks and weeks that he's not going to intervene. And then he decided that Putin would not remain in power, calling for the overthrow of a um, head, head of state, which, um, gee, you know, if, you, if you're so afraid to do a no-fly zone, because that's going to encourage him to, to some kind of war against us, and basically saying you want to depose him, isn't too smart, Joe. You know, this isn't about smart, by the way. This is about what, what brain cell is missing. Well, we'll be back. Be thinking about that during the break, but we've got a whole bunch of other things to cover when we come back in the mayor's final thoughts. Back in a minute. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on the Rudy Giuliani Show. I'm coming to you from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I thought we would go to the phones. Uh, we're going to have a guest, I believe, shortly. But first, let's go to Susan. Susan, are you there? Okay, then we'll go to Tom in Florida. How you doing, Mr. Mayor? Hi, Tom. I show. I listen to you guys daily on the internet. I'm a retired 43-year law enforcement veteran. God, thank you. God bless and you. The reason for my call is, you know, I love what DeSantis is doing for us here in Florida. The only concern I have with this latest thing with Disney is the $1.7 billion bond debt that they have. That once they dissolve the Disney-Reedy uh, agreement, that debt will fall onto the two counties that Osceola and Orange that Disney sits in. 
and then we passed on to the taxpayers. And I look for the Democrats to use that as a political thing, saying that each individual citizen is probably going to have to pay on average of $2,000 in taxes to meet the debt because it leaves Disney and now comes on the county. Well, couldn't they, couldn't they find an alternative for Disney? I'm not sure. I'm just going by what's being reported. Uh, I'm in North Central Florida. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the I don't know the economics of it either, and I, and that does sound pretty onerous. On the other hand, I don't like being uh, I don't like my values and morals and principles of my country determined by the fact that Disney happens to be quite rich and also set up a a, a, a debt that makes it impossible to deal with them when they do things that are really horrible for children. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to see that debt on, the, on, the, uh, on just a few citizens. I'm, I'm sure if Disney went under and it caused that problem, the state, particularly with DeSantis in charge, would absorb, he'd take a hit for it, but would absorb for the whole state the, uh, the impact of it, not just the two counties, which would then have to reduce it if it's 2,000 a household in just those two counties, if you spread it across, what is it, the third largest state in the country, or maybe second, it, uh, it's not going to be the same bird. And maybe it's worth it so that our children aren't uh, brainwashed. And we take a stand against this brainwashing that's been going on for about 10 years and seems to be getting worse if it's even happen, happening at, at Mickey Mouse Land. Uh, it's also good to know that Musk is lining up money to buy Twitter. Hmm. We may actually be able to say what we believe on Twitter. Gosh, you know, it, 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 it's crazy. Uh, look, that fight that, that, that Piers Morgan had with the president over whether the president believes that the election was stolen. Hillary Clinton believes the election was stolen. Why don't they cancel her? Stacey Abrams has gone around making speeches about her election being stolen. And, 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 and uh, until they started this stuff, I didn't agree with that, but I just attributed it to something they don't agree with, the left wing, the newspapers. Piers Morgan called the First Amendment, First Amendment to the United States. And there are facts that support it. If you want to come to that conclusion, there are facts to probably support the other conclusion, too. I mean, the stuff where we try to destroy someone has a different opinion than we do, and we're afraid to let the American people hear about the hard drive, for example, or hear about the crime in Ukraine committed by Biden. They can't even hear about it. We're just going to cut them off, stop them, stop them in their tracks immediately. I mean, it's it's really it's really kind of uh, it's really kind of crazy. Let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Real quick, the the Soviet and the communist press laid out their plans. Okay, they say they're going to use the strategies of Antonio Gramsci, penetrate all religion and culture, and build a counter hegemony. They succeeded. They also use Golitsyn's plan, fake defeat of communism, false anti-communism, and neutralize conservatives. Also, 
Czechoslovakia in 1948. They're going to use the enforcement parts of the government to neutralize all opposition. Mm. We see that happening in America. So if you look at the long-range communist plans, they're succeeding on every level. Now, the last time the Soviets did a major change is when Stalin died. They reorganized how the KGB works worldwide. That gave us the 60s generation, all the radical riots and movements from the 60s. The next major change of the world communist movement was under Gorbachev. Gorbachev was very successful what he set out to do, and now we're seeing the results of it. One more thing, Mr. Mayor. A lot of people don't know this, but the Democratic Socialists of America actually have an international committee of Democratic Socialists of America. This is like the old Soviet Comintern. In fact, in an article in the recent communist newspaper, The Independent, they spell it I-N-D-Y, one of the people from Democratic Socialists of America is talking about how help, they helped the communist become the president of Chile. Now, why is Chile important? Chile also has minerals, strategic minerals like lithium. And you may remember in the 60s, the Soviet leaders said we're getting closer to getting control of the treasure trove of minerals that are the West life support system. And then they made the Enviro-Leninist movement, okay? So the environmental movement was made to cripple Western economies, which will weaken our military. April 22nd today, Earth Day, is Lenin's birthday. So in honor of the Soviet founder, they made this major movement. At every level, they're outsmarting us. Not you, not me, not a few of us, but most of the media conservatives have absolutely Well, no they are outsmarting me on Lenin's birthday. I did not realize that Earth Day was on Lenin's birthday. Birthday? Mm -hmm. The guy who... And you're, saying, and you're saying it was selected for that reason? Exactly. Because the, the communism is like a satanic religion. They have their gods, oh, they God. have like the, the equivalent of saints. Another important birthday in the communist movement, the guy that founded what we know as the KGB, that was instrumental in saving the Soviet Revolution when they were almost collapsing in the early years, Felix Dzinski, the founder of what we know as the KGB, he did the first fake Soviet collapse in the early 1920s. Felix Dzinski's birthday is 9-11. Now, that could be a coincidence, but look what 9-11 achieved, the attack at the Trade Center. It right, got us right. in wars all over the world. It got us economic decline, a lot of injured people, and the whole world is in uproar. We get hmm. outplayed all the time. Most of what the enemy does, they write about, and I've been exposing it for 34 years on the radio, I wish I didn't know it, Mr. Grant. It's hard knowing this stuff and not being able to stop it. But you, yeah, your instincts are, are tremendous. Your knowledge of how to use evidence to make a case. If I could sit with you and lay out some of this stuff, you would grasp it. The way you went after the mafia, almost single-handedly. Yes. Yeah. Well, it wasn't single-handedly. It was a great FBI then. But, uh, yeah, I, I would love to do that because uh, it's beyond now... You know, I began maybe two years ago suspecting, and now I'm absolutely convinced that this is all part of a single plan. Uh, even even what we were talking about with the children being uh, sexualized at five and six and seven, I mean, part of the part of the grand plan is to break down morality and make us into a pathetic, uh, immoral country. But okay, 
Jim, thanks a lot. You're always enormously, enormously, enormously informative. Lena Epstein is now with us. Hello, Lena. Hello, Mayor. How are you? You just hold that close to you. Okay. And uh, Lena was a uh, Republican uh, candidate for Congress, but right now she's a candidate for the board uh, of the University of uh, Michigan. Yes, sir. And, and she's one of two Republicans running against two incumbent Democrats. And I think I don't even have to tell my audience, because they're very much into education, how important that is that, you know, where, if, if uh, Jimmy is correct about the communist designs on America, the part of the way to get us is to undermine our educational institution. They seem to have done it with the teachers union, where, where they have control of public schools. They're almost run like communist party organizations. I always thought higher education was spared from that. But the last 10 years, and I assume the University of Michigan is no different. Yes, sir. Well, it, it, um, applications to colleges are down across the country. And so many students are graduating with exorbitant student loans that really offset any financial gain from the degree. Uh, at University of Michigan, it, it was once a very conservative college. My great-grandmother was one of the first women to ever graduate from U of M. <laughs> and in her writings, she describes a very conservative ideology on campus. So it, it didn't become woke overnight. It became woke over many years. And right now, students are being silenced on campus. Well, the idea that people would be silenced on campus is totally... You're uh, totally contradictory to getting a liberal, open education where you're taught to question things. And, I mean, and of course, Michigan's not alone. And how does the board, I mean, how does the board um, deal with that? I mean, I know they're a big part of it. Maybe explain it to people. Yes, the U of M Board of Regents is comprised of eight people. It's a volunteer, non-paid term for eight years. Currently, it's controlled by the Democrats, but with Lena Epstein coming in to serve, we're going to have a tied board for the first time in many years. The job of the board is to hire and fire the president, approve or edit the budget. But I see a very important role now of me coming into as regent to offer a really supportive place for students to see that conservatism is alive and well and that it is safe to be a conservative on campus. I'm going to set up office hours, of my own, pay for my own offices, office hours, to be accessible to students. They just had the biggest sex abuse scandal, Mayor Giuliani, on the history of higher ed. People are distraught at U of M, and there's been a total lack of leadership. And, and the reason is that it's gone significantly left? It has, but I also think You've lived, lived through this with the silent majority across the nation. I, it is my surmising that a significant amount of students are more conservative than they share. I found that. I found that in the colleges that I, uh, I went to really over the last five or six years, that the student body, well, first of all, it's more conservative than the professors. Mm -hmm. Certainly, in almost every institution, even the most left, it's more conservative than the professors. I have three. I have three cases of professors that I that really do need to leave the school. One professor failed a student after the student shared that he liked Donald Trump. Failed the student. <laughs> that was Dr. Maria reacting to that. Ooh, yeah. Another student was lambasted in a, in the classroom setting in front of all of his friends and peers by a professor. When he brought up God 
in the classroom. He was, he found a connection between God and the coursework and was publicly shamed and silenced. And the, and the professor was not disciplined for this? No, in but any way? correct. There is no system of checks and balances. And the third example, sir, there is a professor right now this week on campus at U of M who's teaching the critical race theory in a classroom that has absolutely nothing to do with history, race, politics, sociology. Do you know the courses? I do. What, what is it? Um, it is a, it's an American history course from, a, from 200 years ago, but right. nothing about race. The, 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 the hijacking of the class is very, very transparent. I mean, it's being taught in math classes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a tragedy because this is our future. If we, if we, um, when these other things are taught, then they fall behind in the things they're going to need to compete in, in the lower grades, math, English, uh, writing in the upper grades, uh, uh, philosophy, uh, world history, the things that you need to know in order to be a successful nation. That's right. And you said it well a few minutes ago, all roads for, to the White House run through college campuses. Yes. And U of M is literally positioned in the middle of the country. When I co-chaired pre uh, President Trump's campaign in Michigan, it was very clear to me that he loves American universities. And I think that we will be one step closer with Lena Epstein for U of M region to bringing conservatism back like its original roots at U of M. Well, I spent a good deal of time investigating the, the election in Michigan. We <laughs> spent a good deal of time investigating the election in Michigan, and at some point, I probably will write a book about it. It's quite revealing. Uh, it was a very close election in Michigan. Very close election in Michigan. And when we won for President Trump in 2016, we won by 10,000 votes, went red for the first time since the early 80s. Pretty amazing. Wow. People are hurting right now, and Mayor. Eighty-five percent of the vote cast, he was up by three percent. People are hurting in Michigan. We have the greatest mental health crisis in the history of the state. Students are hurting. Students have felt isolated, silenced, and alone. Oh. We're going to do a dramatic we've sea it, change. We've, we've come to the end for the week, but uh, it's really been an eye opener listening to this. And we we congratulate you for doing this, and we encourage other people to get involved with universities with high schools, with grammar schools. We've got to take education back to what it used to be. We don't, we don't want to brainwash anybody. We want them to have open minds so that they can uh, question for themselves. And that is not what is happening now. What's happening now is straight out and out brainwashing, which is just one of the 12 plans that Marx and Engels uh, put out 170 years ago for how you take over a country. We, we might as well be just checking off boxes and we've got to fight against it. And the only way we're going to do it is if people are, are, are bold enough to put themselves up for boards on colleges, high schools, uh, school districts. You've got to get into local politics to change this because they've changed us through local politics. So please go to my podcast. It's really uh, an excellent one this week at RudyGiulianiCS.com. We uh, have you answer the question, is Joe Biden too compromised by China to be our president? Did that money, did all that $31 million have the impact it was designed to have, which is to make him act in the interest of China rather than the United States? For example, when he gave them the background air base 400 miles from China, 
Would any other American president give away such a strategic jewel? You decide. There'll be other facts, too. But go through it and let me know. Rudy Giuliani, CS.com. Have a great weekend. And remember, when you get up tomorrow morning, kiss the ground and say, thank God I'm in America. God bless America. Just a break. And then we'll break uh, for final thoughts. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And now it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Mayor's Final Thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani back, yes, with the Mayor's Final Thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. You call them up right now and make an $11 a month contribution, and you know what you're doing. You're contributing to help the families of our men and women in uniform who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Tunnels of Towers is the first one there to help pay off the mortgage, to build the homes that are necessary to give them independence and dignity. Uh, you've seen it on television. You've heard me describe it. If you haven't, haven't donated by now, donate. And if you have donated, donate again. You can add $5 to it. You can add $10 to it. It's going to mean a home is built for, a, uh, for someone who has no arms and legs and is going to be able to take care of themselves. Isn't that wonderful? So now let's uh, have the final thought for the week, and it, go- it goes to what we were talking about. And that is uh, this question of whether or not Joe Biden is too compromised by China to be president of the United States. I mean, f- first of all, the American people didn't know this when they voted for him because the hard drive was cynically uh, hidden, covered up, uh, in, a, in a whole raft of lies and distortion and fraud, the 51 so-called American intelligence experts, I mean, what care or, or, or fealty do they have to America when they said it was a Russian disinformation? Nothing Russian about the podcast at all. It's all Hunter describing in great detail the crimes that he and his father have committed over 30 years. And when he tells you when he tells you that for 30 years he's been paying all the expenses of the family and also has to give half his income to his father, he tells you right there that this is a RICO conspiracy. They're engaged in a long-term business, and the business, the product, is his father's public office. That's what he's selling. Bidens have no other product. They don't make anything. They don't control anything. They're stupid. And they say dumb, idiotic things. Maybe they could have been comedians. But, I mean, they would never have been able to do anything sensible. So what did they sell? How did they become? How did they get $31 million from China? They sold the vice presidency, just like they sold the office of Senate. And here's the other thing. They sold it to our enemies. Now, how can he be making decisions about China? Is this the reason? Is this the reason why 
As I said, he gives away the Bagram base 400 miles from China. Is this the reason he never talks about China being the, being the uh, country that sent their people around the world spreading COVID for a month while they locked down China? Yeah, that's never mentioned. Nor does he say a damn thing about the Uyghur people who are being exterminated a million at a time by Xi Jinping. I mean, Putin's a war criminal. What, what's what's uh, Xi Jinping? If, uh, genocide's okay now? No, it's okay. We can be friendly with And then what about his talk a year and a half ago how they're really nice people? Yeah, we can work with them. Of course. I mean, they're really nice people if they gave you $31 million, I guess. And you hid that from the American people. If it wasn't for me, American people wouldn't know about it. Right, liar, huh? So just think about that this weekend and go to the podcast and see if you don't agree with me that um, we got a president that has been completely corrupted by our biggest enemy. That's Rudy Giuliani, CS.com. Hit subscribe, and you, you get all of them. Again, I'll repeat it again. God bless America, and thank God that we're here in a country where we can discuss things like this, and I don't have to be afraid. And let's keep it that way. We'll see you on Monday, and then we'll see you on Sunday with Dr. Maria Ryan on Uncovering the Truth.